This is QTS-011 being recorded on the 2nd of February, 2022. That date would read 2 slash 2 slash 24, which is a nice looking date. You know what I mean? All those twos in a row, then a four, a lot of even numbers, something appealing about that. Don't know exactly what it is or why it is appealing. But it is, at least to me. I am sitting in my studio at the moment where I do the brunt of my creative work. And it is currently 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 5 degrees Celsius. I'm looking out the window. It looks bright, but overcast. You know, it's not a sunny day, but the sun is working its way through the clouds, which is creating a pleasant sort of light. But, 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 not that long ago, I was not feeling very pleasant. Let me tell you what happened. So, my morning occurred. I woke up. I got my kids ready to go to school, which is a thing. You know, that takes time every time I do it. It's a thing that happens frequently, but my kids still, some days are better than others. Today wasn't a particularly bad day. We got them out the door on time and stuff. And I'm driving and we're listening to some music. And the way that we listen to music is by connecting my iPhone to the car with a cable and using Apple CarPlay. And I was playing a song by the band the Unthanks, which my kids were not particularly fond of. Uh, the Unthanks is a band, which is a, I don't really know what you'd call them genre-wise. They are a sort of Celtic-ish folky band. You can, If you want to find them for yourselves, you could do so by you know, going to Spotify or Apple Music or whatever it is that you use to stream music and typing in T-H-E space u-n-t-h-a-n-k-s the unthanks and you'd find their stuff and you could describe it to yourself in whatever terms you like i like them a lot i like this band quite a bit i discovered them by watching the tv show true detective night country which is on its third episode currently it's on hbo or what was HBO, I believe nowadays this is called Max, but out of habit I call it HBO the same way that I call the Willis Tower, the Sears Tower, out of habit. I called it the Sears Tower for the vast majority of my life, and I still continue to refer to it that way most of the time, even though it's not called that anymore and hasn't been called that for quite some time. 
Anyways, I'm watching the show, True Detective Night Country, and I, I've liked almost all of the other seasons of True Detective. The first season was incredible. Uh, the third season was also incredible. The second season was actually not that good. I Yeah, I don't even know if I even finished the second season of True Detective, but I don't think that that's uh, a really like a minority report. I believe that a lot of people happen to share that point of view when it comes to True Detective. Season one, oh my gosh, so good. Season two, what? Are you kidding me? And then season three, oh yeah, this is good again, this is good again. Well, season four, which I'm watching now, True Detective, subtitle, Night Country, takes place in a community in Alaska during the time period where it's night perpetually. It's just always night. So I, I'm in the third episode now. I haven't finished that episode. And I think they're on like the fifth day of night, which is a cool sentence, right? Fifth day of night. I like that a lot too. That's appealing. Just like 2224 as a date is appealing. It's the little things I tell you that I can take these little pleasures in that are fun. Uh, they, they pop up here and there. There's two in one podcast. Look at that. Anyway, so I'm watching this show and there was a song by the Unthanks on it. The name of the song is Magpie and it's this beautiful, haunting song. It's so good. I wasn't listening to that with my kids. I was listening to one of their other songs. Don't remember which one, but the kids were like, can we change this? And I thought, yeah, I mean, this really isn't the kind of thing that a four-year-old and a two-year-old would like be into. It's not their kind of music. So I, sure, we'll change it. Now, I could have changed it by touching the dash, but I picked up my phone and I changed the song and I put my phone back. And then I started, we were at a red light when all this happened. I was not moving at all. And then I, the light turned green and I started to drive and police lights pop on right behind me. And so I pull over and I live in suburban Cook County, which is the same county that the city of Chicago is in. And, but I'm in the suburban part of that county. Anyways, the police officer pulls me over because he saw me touching my phone. And he tells me that that is not okay. I'm not allowed to do that while driving. You're not, you people are not allowed to touch and fiddle with, do things on their phone while they're driving, which generally I think is probably a fairly good idea, you know, to have that kind of rule in place to stop people from doing that because that's how accidents could happen, right? People are more focused on their phones and then they're driving and, ugh, you know, I, I can see how that would go badly. And I'm sure it has gone badly on countless occasions. So I, I mean, I was at a red light and stuff. I was not moving and when I was touching my phone, but I'm not going to argue with this guy. Say, okay, sure. You know, I, I broke the rule. Understand. So he takes my license and my insurance card and he goes back to his police car and he's back there for a while. During that time, my kids ask me, you know, upwards of somewhere between a dozen and 20 times, are you being pulled over? Yes, I am. The police officer's pulling you over? Yes. Is that why his lights are on? Yeah. Is that why we can't go? It is. Why is he pulling you over? Well, he told me he pulled me over because I was using my phone. You shouldn't use your phone, daddy. I, yes, that's true. That's true. I didn't tell the kids I was at a red light. I didn't argue with them either. I was like, you're right. You're right. We shouldn't use the phone. Using the phone while driving, bad idea. Bad idea. I don't like that. He's helping me out, the cop. You know, and that, but this conversation happens a lot. Why can't we go? Well, I'm not supposed to go until the police officer tells me I can go. Why hasn't he told you you can go? Well, he's still doing his work. What What is he doing? Is he giving you a ticket? 
I, probably, yeah. I mean, I, I think he might be giving me a ticket. Maybe he'll let me go with a warning. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Do you think he's going to give you a ticket? I'm, I'm Maybe. I'm not sure. I hope not. So you think he's giving you a ticket? <laughs> this is going on. And I mean, like, my frustration is building because this is taking a while. And, uh, you know, they're right. I could get a ticket. I don't want to get a ticket, but I could get a ticket. And my kids keep on asking me this. And I'm like, I don't want to keep on having the same conversation again and again and again. Can we talk about anything else? No, no, we're not talking about anything else. Being pulled over by a police officer is just way too interesting for my kids. They want to keep talking about that. All right. So we're going to talk about it. Cool. Well, time goes by. And then the cop comes to my car and gives me a ticket. And the ticket has this website on it that I can go to to pay the ticket. And the ticket is for $233. Cost me $233 because at a red light, I looked at my phone. And I have to go to traffic school because of this too. So the $233 is the cost of the ticket and the traffic school together. So that's how that's working. So I can plead guilty and if I pay the $233 and I go to traffic school, this ticket is not reported to the Secretary of State, i.e. it does not go on my record. And when I get that, I'm, I'm mad now because I think $233 for looking at your phone at a red light seems a little steep. More on that in a moment. So anyways, I got my kids to school as soon as the people, and the way that school drop-off works at their school, which is a Montessori school, uh, the people come out and they get the kids out of the car for you. You don't bring your kids into the school. They, somebody comes and gets them out of the car. It's much easier this way. And right away, the kids are like, "My, our, our daddy got pulled over. <laughs> I have no idea what they're going to tell the school personnel. But I'm sure that now everybody at their school knows what has happened. At least my kids' version of what has happened and stuff. So I drop them off. I get back home. And I take the ticket. And it says you have seven days to do something about this. I have, I have a week to do this. This is Friday when this happens. So the next two days are weekend days. I don't know if those count or don't. That's unclear. But I'm going to take care of it right away. So I, it doesn't really matter. I go to the website listed on the ticket. And this is where things get really wacky. So it the website actually is not straightforward. On the, the ticket, I'm going to grab this and just read this to you. All right, here we go. The ticket says, to make payment, you go to cookcountyclerkofthecourt.org and select the pay traffic ticket icon. And it says doing this within 14 to 21 days after receiving the complaint. And then I have seven days if I want to mail this in. So if I, if I want to mail it, I have seven days. But if I want to do it online, I have 14. Weird. You'd think the mail would take longer, so you might need longer, but okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm taking care of it right away. I go to this website. There is no icon that says pay traffic ticket anywhere. If you do a control F and type traffic or ticket, there is nothing. There's no link for this. So I'm trying to find this thing. And then uh, after, and it's actually hard. Like I, I'm trying to find where can I just pay this thing. And I have to look and look and look and eventually I figure it out. I don't remember exactly what 
how I did, but eventually I did figure it out. And I went and I, I paid them their $233 plus a like almost $5 processing fee. So, okay, they have their money. And then I'm thinking that I will be directed to something that will allow me to sign up to do this traffic court thing. Cause on the ticket that they gave me, it says that I can do, I can do that online. There's no indication of that as you pay the ticket. So I, I have no idea what to do now. I have no idea how to register for traffic court at all. That is completely and totally unclear to me. And I just did this and it's Friday and I'm sure that if I try to figure it out by talking to people who work for the local government that they're probably not going to be able to help me right now. I guess I could be wrong about that. I haven't tested that theory, but I'm very, very, very confident that this is going to take some days to work its way through the system. My plan is to try to hit them up like maybe Tuesday or Thursday of next week and be like, hey, what's up if I haven't heard anything from them? But this is like a, a really stupidly inefficient and confusing process that I have to go through, which makes me think of two things that I'm going to talk about on this podcast today. First thing, there's a lot of people I know, they're mainly Republicans, but not always, who will talk about government and the inefficiency of government any chance they get big government is so awful because big government just you know is bureaucratic and it's a nightmare and you try to get anything done and you can't and it's confusing and then people don't get things done and they're held accountable because they tried to get something done but they couldn't and it wasn't their fault it was the system's fault blah 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 i hear that a lot and being somebody who is more on the left, I and is a fan of big government in certain ways. Like I think NASA is big government, and I like it. And I think that uh, the there, there's a lot of things that big government can do that, and it needs to be big to do them. But I gotta say, people do have a point when they're talking about the more quotidian ways that big government intervenes in life. Like when when big government is handling like real simple day-to-day thing, it usually doesn't do a good job. It does a usually very poor job, I think, of handling those sorts of things. Like going and, uh, you know, trying to renew your driver's license is probably something which is, if your life is like mine, it seems like, well, there's a lot of lines you got to go through and a lot of things you got to do in order to make this thing happen. And here in the state that I live in, in Illinois, recently I had to go through that because if I wanted to get on an airplane and have my ID work to get on an airplane, I had to go and uh, get it reissued as a real ID because the state doesn't do that as a matter of just normally what it does. See, this is madness that it's so ridiculously bad at doing this kind of thing. Uh, additionally, I live in, as I just mentioned, I live in the state of Illinois. The state of Illinois is a state that has, I'm going to list some things for you here, a tollway. It has legalized gambling, decriminalized slash legalized marijuana. It's got a lottery and it's got some of the highest property taxes in the country, perhaps the highest property taxes in the country. I'm not sure. It's going to be really near the top of the list if it isn't on the top. And yet the state does not have enough money to meet its pension obligations. This is insane that this is the way it is. And it's another example of kind of like a, a broken big slash state level government kind of thing. And people talk about that, and I want to say, yes, they're right. But it isn't only big government that sucks, I think. It's big anything. I've tried to call Comcast to get them to take care of things when my internet's down, and they're a really big company. 
and it's really hard to get them to do anything. And it's, it's the same dealing with a big company like Comcast seems to me to be just as frustrating and just as inefficient as it is to deal with big government. It's not any different. So I don't think that big government is bad and I, and I don't think that, uh, and that business is good, nor do I think that big business is bad and government is good. I think that big, when you build or create over time gigantic bureaucracies, whether they are in the private or the public sector, they tend to become massively inefficient and make dealing with them extremely, 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 extremely difficult. And I'm dealing with that today. You know, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. I don't, is, I don't know if this counts as a nuanced position on this particular topic, perhaps more nuanced than is normally the case. People are like government good, government bad. No, you know, government I think is good. I do think that government, if it grows too large, becomes inefficient. Business is good. I think too. Business, if it grows too large, is also crummy. When things get too big, and they are dealing with a massive amount of people, massive amounts of information, massive amounts of regulation, massive amounts of um, policies, blah, blah, blah. They're going to get messy no matter what. And I, I find myself dealing with that today. I Maybe this is just me being like utopian or something, but I think that if we just had things like shrank things down and improve the way that a lot of small units could talk to each other. Like if there was good data repositories that a lot of small companies or small agencies could draw from, I think things might be easier. I don't know. I don't know if I'm right about that. It's a theory, not a fact. So anyways, that's part of what's going on today. Let me go back to this $233 though. I have that kind of money. Me paying this fine is not a big deal. It's not going to affect my life really at all for me to give this money to because I looked at my phone at a red light. I do think it's probably too expensive. I think that that's, um, I don't know, that seems like an, an overly, just like an out of line fine for what actually happened. But I paid it and I, I'm not going to fight it. It's, it's okay. I'll, I'll handle it. I can, cause I can, I can do this. But I'm imagining right now what it would be like if I was somebody who was not in the financial position that I was in. If I was somebody who was lacking financial resources, if I was somebody who, you know, had three kids that I was raising myself and I was working like maybe part-time job or temp work or didn't have health insurance, you know, like the, you could add different things, different levels of difficulty to my life, but Essentially, I think there are, are probably a pretty large number of people, unfortunately, who getting a, a fine like this might actually seriously impact their quality of life, might actually hurt them, make it hard for them to do basic everyday things that they need to do, like buy groceries and put gas in their car, that sort of thing, pay their rent. And that makes me really upset. I don't know, it's probably not coming through in my voice right now, but I've spent some time thinking about this since I've got this ticket. And it really bothers me It bother, because, you know, like I said, it's fine for me to pay this. I'm, I'm fine paying it. I'm generally fine paying my taxes and, and things because again, I can, but this is something that I could actually see really hurting people. And the people who would be the most hurt by it are the ones who can least afford to be hurt. And I just think that something like this should, I don't, I don't know. 
It seems really, really, ugh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't know how something like this could even be changed though. I've been kind of poking around on the internet today in between doing various other small things, trying to figure out if there would be who I could contact in order to have some kind of a conversation about this. Like, hey, this, this seems steep to me. Is there any, I mean, and this seems like it would really hurt a lot of people who probably can't afford to be hurt. Is there something we could do about this? And I mean, there's no, you know, there's no groups that are campaigning to change this thing. This is not a hot political issue that is going to be talked about as we move into an election year in 2024. But I don't know. I think that this is a real thing. And what makes it so real is that it's the kind of thing that could actually affect people's everyday lives. Their quotidian existence could be significantly affected by this kind of a thing. And I'm thinking about this a lot. And that's been a long ramble, hasn't it? How long have I been talking? I don't know. I can't even see the... where I have my desk set up oddly, and right now I can't look at the device that would tell me how long I've been talking into this microphone. So I don't know how long it has been probably too long. You've probably been listening to me for too long. I'm going to stop talking now and I'm going to say a few things. First, make glorious mistakes. Second, looking at your phone at a red light and getting a $233 ticket for doing so is not a glorious mistake. Don't do that. Don't do that. Save yourself the bother. Never worth it. Don't let the man keep you down. If you don't do the thing that I said, it probably is more difficult for the man to keep you down if you're not paying the man $233 plus a almost $5 processing fee. You know, don't do that. And uh, let's keep that desire very, very, very alive. And let's do so by not getting overly burdened by those demands that are everywhere. That's that. Thank you so much for listening. You take care.